Hello and welcome to the Seeds Podcast, your pocket coach for bite-sized transformational shifts. I'm DJ. And I'm Tang Tang. Together, we are your hosts and coaches. Hi, everybody. From our last episode where we talked about conscious parenting from a mother's perspective, this episode is going to be all about conscious parenting from a father's perspective. And our special guest today is a mechanical engineer by training, but a career counselor by profession. He is a health advocate and an avid volunteer of the Center for Fathering. Let's all welcome Zachary. Hi, Zach. Hi, hi, Zach. Good to see you again. Hi, DJ. Hi, Teng Teng. Thanks for inviting me to be part of your podcast. I'm very excited to be here today and hopefully I can share more with you about my thoughts as a father and to encourage more uh, father to take a more active role in parenting. Yes, we're really excited to have you. Um, so just to start off with the first question, um, what drove you to actually volunteer for the Center of Fathering, considering that you know you have a young family and there's so many demands at work, right? What, what drove you to volunteer? I think firstly, I was introduced to the uh, concept of uh, fathering uh, when I attended a workshop uh, on fathering as well. It's called an ICANN workshop. Mm. Is our signature workshop from the Center of Fathering where they introduce fundamental concept of fathering, theoretical concept mm. of what is the role of a father in a child upbringing. So through that uh, two, three hour workshop, right, uh, I was uh, very impressed and also very uh, disturbed uh, by the fact that, hey, actually father can do much, much, much more. And we had a very pivotal role to play in our children's uh, growth. Lah. And since from that workshop, I follow up and, and to learn more about the Volunteer Center, Center for Fathering. And that is where I uh, reach out to them to see how else can I uh, volunteer my time and share my services to this very uh, attractive group of uh, fathers. Mm, okay. When we talk about being disturbed, what, what disturbed you, you know, when, when you, you attended the workshop? Yeah, I think it was uh, disturbing to know that uh, our children defaults uh, caregiver is their mom. And, and this ah. is because they were in their uh, womb mm-hmm. for, the, uh, for the first nine months. Uh, yes. And that is where they naturally became closer with the mom. So by default, the mother has already won a oh. nine-month race if, you, if we see that as a competition. <laughs> uh, but, it's, but it's not at all. Uh, right, right. Correct. And, and this is uh, totally uh, by nature and, mm. and it's also by design for, uh, for mammals yes. specific so that they can get uh, fed by their uh, maternity mother. Okay. Uh, uh, but I think what uh, really disturbed me is that uh, actually uh, parenting or fathering is a skill that can be learned mm. and we are not equipped yeah. that with that skill at all and, and like all things in life uh, such skills need to be learned theoretically through study through reading after which yeah. you need to develop it through practical sense uh, whereby you interact with people who are sim- interested in a similar topic and you practice it on your children and, and this becomes a process and cycle right because the first time you practice on your children, uh, you will not have the best result. So you keep on adopting your approach, you read out more, uh, you interact with more like-minded people, uh, you attend more classes and became a more skillful father. Mm, mm. Mm. 
Right. So, yeah, because sometimes as parents, you know, there's a role that you assume, right, when a, when a child is born, mm-hmm. uh, but we never get that training how to be a good mom or dad um, in any of our causes. Yeah. Yeah, but just really being very conscious and just taking steps to become a better father. Right. You have a question, yeah. DJ? Yeah. No, I was just wondering, did you take the course before you became a father or r- r- soon after? I took the first I can workshop, right? Uh, mm-hmm. When my daughter, first, first, ch- first child, when she was two years old. Okay. After which I had the second child and I find mm-hmm. that uh, even more yeah. meaningful uh, and I can practice yeah. even more. Yeah. So, so actually, I was just curious, like how did your parenting style or your philosophy on parenting change from, you know, before you, you, you found out all the things and learned the skill from, from ICANN and then after? I think before the workshop, uh, I think I see myself majority as the someone who provide uh, monetary support for the children to make sure that hey, we have sufficient uh, money for them uh, when they wanted to study university when they grow up, and also uh, to make sure that they, they do not die in this in this environment. Uh, but after the workshop, I realized that if I can do a lot more, right. And, and how, why I have this original thought is, of course, is due to my upbringing, uh, especially coming from a very traditional Chinese family. And, and that has shaped me into thinking uh, what I have thought about parenting in the first place. Uh, but with the workshop, uh, I came to realize that uh, father, being a father, we can do much, much more, uh, equally as much as what a mom is doing. Mm. Uh, and also to partner with uh, the, their mommies on how we can be a very good parents in bringing the best out of the children. Mm, right. Mm. So, you know, in, in the last episode ever, which is the one that we spoke about, you know, talk about conscious parenting is about being authentic and being curious about what's going on in a child development. Now, so for you as a dad, um, what is conscious parenting from your perspective? A conscious parenting, uh, firstly for me, is really number one being aware of our own thoughts, right? On how we feel when our children behave or misbehave. That's number one. Mm. Uh, number two, I think conscious parenting also, we should think about what is uh, the kind of values that we want our children to have. Mm. Uh, if, we look, if we examine the root word of parenting, right? Which is to bring forth. Uh, it's a Latin word. Uh, as parents, we need to uh, examine what is the values or traits that we want to bring forth in our children and how can we help them to develop those traits. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we need to be very aware of that. And okay. of course, the th- third part of conscious parenting, uh, which I feel very strongly, is really mm-hmm. uh, taking massive action. So we can think as much as what we want. We definitely have good intention. Uh, but I think most importantly, those need to be coupled with action on how we can help our children grow into uh, the kind of adults they, that they want or we feel that uh, they can prosperous in the future kind of world they're going to live in. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. Right. To give a more specific example, right? I think uh, in some of my readings and even in very recent uh, science, there's this concept of uh, greed, right? Greediness or children having uh, be able to persevere. And one of the yeah. uh, professor, Angelique Dartmouth, has really popularized this term uh, in the last two, three years. And I think what strikes me is that uh, her recommendation is that uh, children uh, it's possible to help children develop greed and eventually when they grow up they become uh, greedy adults 
So we just mm. is the theory part, uh, but in just the practical, what are the actions that we can help our children to, to, to do that, right? It's really mm. uh, what on our family is that we try to expose our children uh, to failure. Uh, yes. But in the sense that uh, we want them to fail in a safe envi- environment. Mm. Uh, so for example, when my uh, son started walking, uh, we let him walk and run as much as he want, uh, but in the safe controlled environment. So even if he falls down, he gets hurt, uh, it's mm. not so serious. Yes. Yeah, but we are okay mm. to let him bleed a bit uh, rather than <laughs> not allow him to fall at all. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and I think that sounds a lot like not having to rescue the child too mm. often. Mm. Right? Just allowing them to, to learn from their mistakes. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, I think that takes a lot. Uh, it really takes a lot of mindfulness and consciousness, right? Because normally autopilot, like you, you want to rescue, and, but you, you want, yeah, but then at least, yeah, what you're saying to create that safe space to experiment and play and mm. make mistakes um, and learn on their own. Yeah. Yeah. And then also I hear that being conscious that you can do whatever action, but just thinking how it will affect them as they grow up to become an adult. Right and and not just do it because you just want to protect them, but just seeing the impact and the effect of that. Mm. Right, um, yeah. But I'm also talking about the value part. Um, I I like that part that you talk about being a, a lot more values driven parenting. Right. Um. So if you could share with us, what is that one value that you try to advocate and try to instill? in your family, in your upbringing of your kids, yeah? And, and maybe also mm. one example of how you have put that into action in a more day-to-day um, kind of uh, activity at home? Uh, sure. I think the, the whole thing of how I came about uh, to advocate values uh, to my children is really this concept of what we call a eulogy virtue. So I think in current society, right, everyone talk about your resume virtue, right? What do we look good on our resume? Uh, how much how much money have we helped this company to earn uh, versus yeah. what we call eulogy virtue. So on your deathbed, what do you yeah. want your children or your friends and family to say about you? Uh, and what they want to say about you is really uh, your, virtue, your values. And uh, from our various research and also reading up, so we came up with this uh, chill family uh, uh, value, which is CHD. Chill family, okay. Correct, correct. <laughs> We come up with this because it's easy to remember okay. and yeah. it's personalized to our family. So right. CHEW oh, of it meant something. Mm. Wow. So each each uh, letter will represent a value. It's yes. an acronym. Oh. Yes, an acronym. Oh. Correct, correct. Okay, wow. so what would, is it okay to share or yeah, sure, I'll, I'll share it. Uh, huh. uh C stands for champion. Uh mm. champion in the sense that uh, we always tell our children that champion do more. Uh, champion mm. try and try and champion persevere. Mm. So it's just something simple for the children to understand mm. and they can repeat at their age right now. Yes. And, and H, right? See, H, H means happiness. Uh, but mm. happiness is spelled with the Y instead of the I. Uh, similar concept as the movie In Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. A-P-P-Y, N-E-S-S, yes. Y. Uh, because we also want our children to reflect on the Y. Uh, y why are they doing this and, and why is this so important to them? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so e, wow. e stands for uh, effort. So we mm. also want our children to have this idea of that effort is more important than results. Uh, 
so we always encourage them to put in the effort uh, to try to persevere and never give up. Mm. Wow, I, I really like it. And yeah. as, as, as you're speaking, I was like, oh, my husband only surname <laughs> two letters. <laughs> oh dear, I only have two values. Yeah, I got to think of another acronym for them. <laughs> yeah, but I really like that. And, and it's just like yeah. in any organization that we built. Um, yeah, we always correct. have organization values, but we sometimes yeah. we forgot about, you know, looking at family values and using that to bring our kids um, and also for them to know what the values we stand for and being very conscious in how that value is being um, planted in, at a very young age. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, I'm just thinking how, how, yeah, it's so powerful because it's, it's a language that will be passed on from generations as well. It's not just now. <laughs> and even in, in difficult times like this, when your kids grow up and they remember what all those letters stand for, right? Like they, mm-hmm. it builds that grit that you're seeing and that resilience and just, yeah, trusting that, um, yeah, that the family can carry them through in this period. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. I think, and also uh, if I may add on, I think recently with COVID, right, uh, a lot of companies talk about the BCP plan, right, which is the business continuity plan. Mm, yeah. uh, hence, I, I uh, researched and came across this idea called F- FCP plan. So F stands for family, right, family continuity mm. plan. So mm. in the case of, let's say, the worst case scenario of a disaster or a, a death, uh, what is the thing that we are going to pass forward to, to our children? Yes. And uh, by default, most parents will offer things of, uh, monetary stuff to pass to our children when they grow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one important aspect, yes, definitely. Uh, but at the same time, as I reflect through, right, uh, I think what I wanted to pass to my children and for my children to pass to their children is really a value. Uh. So mm-hmm. as part of the FCP uh, family community plan for my family, we have, uh, of course, think about the financial part and of course, we think about the, the value part that we want to pass to our children. Oh, wow. wow. So what do you do? You write down the values again and you put it in a box for, to mm. pass it to them? How do you do yeah. that? So, so what we do is, uh, <laughs> uh, what, I, what, I'm, what I am doing right now is that uh, every month on their birthday, uh, I will write a letter to them uh, in terms of mm. telling them the story, uh, and in terms of telling what does these values mean to them and why we came about having the concept of values that we want to pass on to them. So it's really mm. true letter form. Yes. Wow, that's amazing because I'm reading a book now about life transitions and the author actually found that people who grew up most balanced in times of great changes were those who knew the stories of their families. So their fathers, their mothers, it's, it's, this, it's the narrative that kind of gives them a sense of security and um, yeah, a good sense of self um, even through changes. So that's amazing that you're doing mm. that. Yeah. Mm. Hopefully, when they grow up, I hope they will uh, enjoy reading those letters and pass them to their children as well. Beautiful, wow. really beautiful. I know. I was gonna ask like what practice he can recommend, but there's so many. <laughs> I think everything that you've said so far is like really yeah. just amazing gems on um yeah what to practice um mm. yeah. Oh, this I uh, it's not originated from me. Uh, I read through different books, right? Like for example, the concept of perseverance, I came across the study from Angelique Dartworth, right? Where there's science behind mm-hmm. why is it so important to let our children to be, have strong willpower, to be pretty. Uh, then the concept of writing letters to your children, I think uh, Michelle Obama also advocates that strongly as well. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Yeah. But, you know, in, in, in this time, um, I know, you know, you're building your career and then your kids are young. Now, are there any times where maybe what you want to do in, in terms of what we call conscious parenting has been challenged or what could hold you back? Sure. I think firstly, uh, I always see my values as fundamental, right? Which uh, I call them uh, bright, line, bright line commitments. That means uh, no, no uh, leeway, right? So we have a strong foundation, their values. So no matter what we do or what decision we make in life, the values are still there. No compromise at all. So those are the fundamental. Mm. Uh, but anything else than that, we can always be flexible. Uh, because what we, how I view our life is really in terms of phases, right? Uh, there are phases when my children are growing up, they need me more. After that, when you grow up, uh, they don't even want to speak to me as much as they want. As, <laughs> as, as much as I want. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a really different approach at different phases of their life and of our life as well. Uh, and to put into more context, right, let's say, uh, during uh, COVID uh, where I had to work from home and, and my children, my two children, they are both at home, right? And there were times, uh, there were many times that they wanted to uh, be involved and see what I'm doing at work as well. Uh, so, so what I learned that is very helpful is really to set a very clear boundaries uh, and make it very fun and engaging for them. Uh, so what I did was I printed out a sign uh, in cartoon character. Mm. And the, there's two pages, right? So one page of the sign tell them that, hey, uh, daddy is hard at work uh, in, in, in a comic design form. Then the other page is whereby uh, daddy is working, uh, but you can always come out and interrupt me sometimes. So she knows there's two flip uh, yeah. of, the, uh, of the sign and she knows yes. when to come in and when not to come in. So she, has, she knows the very clear boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing is when we are stuck with a challenge, whether it's managing um, work and family, right? I think part of what I hear that strongly that you do is you will never give up in finding a solution, right? You would try, you know, to tap into your resourcefulness and see how you can address that. Um, you know, instead of just shouting at the kids or, or you know blaming the kids for disturbing you, but is mm-hmm. to hold it in your responsibility and see how you can find a solution and even a creative solution here that you're creating, you know, um, creative sideboard um, yeah. for your kids. Yeah, which sometimes I only see that from moms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and not from dad, right? That is so usually just, just, just get off and let me do my work. Yeah, and that's yeah. usually the one um, approach that I usually experience or hear from daddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like personally, for me, what I'm seeing is really the consistent thread of you being so values based and always mindful of the values that you are living and role modeling. I only have one question that's really still I'm really curious about. So sure, how you. do you how do you work in partnership with your wife on this one? Because I, I always believe that you know it's a, yeah it's a team <laughs> team parenting team conscious parenting thing. So how yeah how have you managed yeah. this with your wife? Yeah, thanks for for the question, DJ. I think firstly, right, uh, we need to gain consensus in terms of what we believe are the right values for our children. Uh, because mm. of course, we start from ground zero. We have nothing, uh, but each of us we read up on different materials, different stuff. Uh, so I read about French parenting. I think my wife read out a lot of Chinese books uh, in Taiwan about. Uh, effective parenting Chinese style as well. Uh, so what we did was we, we came together, we discussed and agreed on the few values that we want our children to develop 
and we put that in writing. Mm-hmm. So me and my wife, we have a shared uh, note-taking app. I think it's, it's called Trello. Uh, so this Trello is like the, the one source of proof, right? So if we have any disagreement, we will open up the Trello and say, hey, these are the values that we have both agreed that we want our children to have. So whatever decision we make, does it align or does not align with this value that we agreed upon? These are the things that we look at it every day because Mm. out of sight, out of mind, right? So we need to constantly remind ourselves that, hey, these are the values that we agree on. So whatever argument we are into or whatever Mm. disagreement we have, uh, we always use that as the starting point to make have our discussion. Uh. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So that's always um, aligning back to your values and your purpose. Mm. Right. In, in a way you make decision, in a way you um, sort out disagreement. Yes. And I find mm. that very uh, effective in guiding me uh, in my various decisions, especially major decisions. Uh, and one thing, uh, I always remind myself that values are what we call a bright line commitments. So bright lines is a legal term. Uh, it's very clear about yes or no. So there isn't a gray area. Yes. So yeah. we need to make such bright line commitments uh, mm. and respect yeah. our values. Mm. Yeah. And what I love about it being co-developed, right, as, as a husband and wife team is that there's consistency because, you know, uh, sometimes I've observed that where husband and wife have different maybe set of values and then sometimes the, the kids are con- can be confused on which one do I follow or which one do I live. But mm. in this instance, you're both aligned and you have a shared values list. So um, the consistency is yeah. there. Yeah. Right. Right. But right. As, as our children are growing up Of course, there are new scenarios And new situations That our value do not cover them yet uh, So it's, it's a constant <laughs> process That we need to develop yeah. So-called new values And incorporate in our family True uh, family value system uh. Yeah mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, I think back to one of the episodes um, You know, we talk about Just knowing who you are becoming And mm. noticing What kind of children Are you bringing up Yes. Right. And and I think that comes back to um the constant uh focus on the values that you're instilling in them. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Good. Yeah. yeah. Now so to just wrap up the session, yeah. So um we usually were wrapped up with, you know, uh two things. <laughs> yeah. And so we're gonna just put that, throw that ball to you, uh, Zach, yeah, to say, okay, what is that one coaching question? that you think would be helpful for our listeners out there who sometimes we may get lost or sometimes we may, you know, get stuck in parenting as a dad especially. What would be that one coaching question that you can share with us that you also use it for yourself? Then, of course, a practice that you can also um, share with us so that our listeners out there can use that as like a form of practice, a cultivation for their parenting. Hmm. Uh, I think I have one um, not really a question, but it's a short phrase right, whereby uh, I will read on it every day uh, to remind myself. Uh, and, and that term is called uh, Memento Mori, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, remember you will die. Right? So I'm, I, I love to use death as a reminder to us mm-hmm. uh, that uh, anytime accidents may happen, we may just leave, 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 leave this world and our children will be alone. Mm-hmm. And what's next? Right? Mm-hmm. So before anything tragic happens, uh, Let's spend the best of our time with our children. Let's spend the best of our time cultivating and mm. imparting them with good values and behavior. Mm. Mm. 
So right. momentum mori. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So maybe to okay as a coach, right? I like to rephrase that as a question, right? So <laughs> to sure. say that okay, so just knowing that we will die one day, right? So what is that one thing that you would like to do now so that you will not die with regrets, right? So just remembering what is that one thing that we can do so that we don't live as as if there's always a tomorrow, and and that's quite a powerful. Um, question to just remind us back to the present moment. Mm. So, what's yes, the practice? Yeah. What's the practice that you you would like to share? Uh, I think one simple practice. I know a lot of parents find it extremely difficult. Is really uh, give your children uh, full attention. Mm. I think in this current world of uh, mobile screens, <laughs> handphones, WhatsApp, yeah. message, it's difficult for parents to give their children hundred percent attention. Uh, when, and when I mean 100%, it's really 100%, right? When your children here, uh, your mobile phone should not even be near right, to you or in the same room. And when they yeah. are here, you look at them in the eyes as, per, as they are actual adults, give them the full attention through your words, through your body language. So I think that is one simple yet difficult thing that I would encourage every parent to do. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Being, yeah. Being present with the children and with yes, the Yes, being present. Yes. Yeah, I love that. That's a wonderful invitation, both whether it's your real children or children at heart who are your friends. <laughs> um, the, yeah, the gift of full presence, no gadgets, no distractions, focus, attention, and love. Okay, so with that, thank you so much, Zach, for spending time with us today. Um, and We hope that the listeners can get something out from just just hearing a sharing from a dad perspective. I think that really reminds us that parenting doesn't just reside in the mom's, you know, with the mom's responsibility, but equally it's so important to have a dad, you know, putting um, his consciousness out and uh, putting in efforts to raise the family together. So with that, thank you and we will speak to you again. Mm